bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along to this week's Talking United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast. It will be online slightly earlier this week. I've had a complaint from the Curry Club. No. That last week's podcast was late online. They get together on a Thursday evening for a Curry Club and discuss the contents of the podcast, and it wasn't there last week. So I'm sorry, lads. Well, we'll sort that yeah, out. You weren't to blame for that, were you? <laughs> well, like, like I, you weren't bit, physically um, here. I was yeah. a bit late putting yeah, it up. Um, so. uh, Hopefully, we've caught the um, caught the Curry Club this week. Oh, great, good. It's 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 gratifying to know that <laughs> uh, it reaches the parts that uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> others others don't reach. But we do start on a slightly sad note. This Much week, to don't talk we? about, with, have we uh, not? With the death of Ian Twitchin. Oh, it's 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 knocked everybody sideways, and and I say that, you know, uh, with care. Um, yeah. uh, uh, an extraordinary, wonderful chap, and and uh, and uh, obviously, the word legend does get bandied about. Uh, great, uh, great player these though, days, and a great but, servant to the club too. Well, only five players have played more than four hundred yeah. games for the club. Um, he 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 was part of the sort of script of a lot of our lives during his career. During his career, uh, 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 and I think I was I was talking to to I've obviously I've talked to many many people who have been ringing in. Uh, uh, um, one of the first ones to call was John Rudge, who lives yeah. in, who's in Stoke on Trent for goodness sake. Um, was a player when Twitch was just breaking through into the team. Uh, and rang in to say how sorry he was uh, to him, yeah. and he literally hasn't seen Ian for decades. But he held, he was held in that sort of affection. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, um, as Derek Harrison, another who lives, still lives locally, centre half who played with him, um, used words like, "I didn't actually use it in the quote," but he said he was almost indestructible. And of yeah. course, you you hang back from using a word like that at a time like this because unfortunately he isn't, and, mm. and he's no longer with us. But um, and and you immediately slip down the sort of the feeling of, of phrases like well surely the last thing would have given out was his heart which does appear to have happened yeah. and although you know we don't have the final details of it all but in other words his legs certainly wouldn't give no. out and um, and of course Ian for many years has had trouble with his mobility because he had problems with his hips and stuff like yeah. that but um so he came into the club he came through the club apprentice, apprentice an old an old yeah. fashioned apprentice by the way he was an england schools international I, I i whacked myself over the back of the head for not including that in, in yeah. one of the victories that i wrote he he was a very he was an absolutely top top uh, schoolboy player um and united were quite relieved to keep him in uh, yeah. when he was a kid because um you know he was sort of predicting that Argyle would come in for him and all that sort of stuff, but he 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 stayed well as we all know, completely loyal to to yeah. United. Came through as an apprentice, and um, and, uh, br- and broke into the first team at eighteen years old. Yeah, but not just any old first team. It was a hell of a side that he that he he first got into uh, a team challenging for promotion at the top of what's now League One. Yeah, uh, with some great great players in it, and he got into that side, uh, and then for the next. Was it twelve years, something like that, until he was released in the summer of 1981, which was a decision he was yes. furious about himself. He d- didn't. I remember he, he was didn't feel that he should have been released. No. Um, 435 games. Yeah. Uh, I've 
was it 13 goals, something like that, 13 or 17 goals, and most of Ian's goals were special. Yeah. Uh, he was he played nearly all his career uh, at right back or midfield. Yeah. Although you could ask him to do anything and he would immediately nod yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, no kind of like how do I tackle that yeah of course I can play there you yeah. know. Um, and, a, and a, a, a big favourite with the fans as well wasn't well, he you know, he wore his heart on his sleeve yeah. he, 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 he was he was just a byword he, he was he was the forerunner of Matt Hockley in many ways. Yeah. They, they both yeah. fall into that bracket, and the, and the, and the Sean Joyces and people like that, you know, down through the years, mm. utterly reliable, uh, would turn out in any weather, uh, just when it's heaving down on a Tuesday at training. Who's who's still charging around, leading the training, and of course, uh, um, he, he used to set the tone for for, for everything, yeah. and that's why. Um, you know, Mike Green, one of his m- many managers, sort of said he was just a dream to manage. Yeah. You just knew what you were going to get every single day of the week. Always turn up with a smile on his face. And of course, uh, um, uh, many of us have been very sad that United, for, for a long time now, haven't used the old maiden coom runs as part of their pre-season <laughs> yeah. training. The players not particularly. The players sad are, about that. are not particularly yeah. sad. But it used to be part of. Without going over the top, it used to be part of football legend in in the football league that if you signed for Torquay, they had these these monstrous cliff runs <laughs> that you that you were going to have to cope with. Yeah. Um, well, he was in his element, and and many players, uh, ex players, have said how they <laughs> they would often see him already on his way back when they were still on on their way out to uh, towards Maidencombe. Don't the Maidencombe um, Cliff Runs feature in Lee Sharp's book? Absolutely, yeah, they, they do. do don't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they do. And and uh, Ian was in his in his element there. Yeah. Um, I can remember John Turner, goalkeeper, yeah. who was towards the end of Ian's time here. John Turner actually beats, and I, I would far be it from me to deny John Turner, but John Turner insists that he beat Ian. Uh, one year uh, uh, on a maiden coom cliff run, and if John says he beat him, I'm sure that's right. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the season, uh, no, when John got transferred to Chesterfield for eighty thousand pound, one of the last people he said goodbye to was Ian, and he said Ian virtually said good riddance. He said, <laughs> he, he said <laughs> I'll get my maiden coom title back. You know. Uh, um, so it, it's yeah, great stuff, and 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 a, and a well. One of the all-time all-time yeah. giants uh, 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 of the club, and you will not hear a single person with a bad word to say no. about him. That's 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 a mark of no, the man, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, and I, I I know people are coming from, or planning at any rate to come from mm. quite a long way to, to his funeral. We, we we still haven't heard the the details of that, and uh, all our thoughts obviously go out to to his family. Yeah. Uh, and he will be remembered uh, before kickoff next There'll Tuesday. There'll be a silence night, before kickoff uh, on Tuesday ag- against yeah. Gateshead. And he's also being remembered with uh, a ceremony before Tynmouth's home game, which is obviously yeah. his hometown club, who he's been supporting for many years. Um, and I he think watched them playing, play on Saturday. Didn't he? he watched them yeah. play at Elmore last yeah. Saturday. Uh, had a chat with the manager Liam Jones, as he always did. Yeah. Uh, and went home uh, and died quite suddenly over the weekend. He's only 65. And. Um, and I know Timworth are laying on a bit something special uh, before their home game against Penzance this Saturday, which I think is a two o'clock kickoff. Um, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure that they're well. I know they are thinking of what else they can do. Yeah. I think something's going to be named after him. I'm quite right too. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. Okay, so looking back now to last Saturday's game. 
Yeah. United versus Aldershot, a nil-nil draw. Somebody said to me on Saturday night, was it a good nil-nil draw? And it was, Telling wasn't me it? it was, good yes, game absolutely. Uh, I don't think anybody came away from playing more on Saturday evening you know, without having been entertained. Yeah. Um, Do you uh, think that performance in some ways was even better than the performance against Leighton Orient? Somebody else mentioned that to me, and, and in a funny sort of way, I think the answer is yes, because the Leighton Orient performance needed following up. Yeah. You know, all right, they'd won at Sutton, and beating Leighton Orient was great. But it would have been a little bit, even though it was Aldershot and they were the top scorers in the league and they were top of the table when they yeah. came here, I think everybody being so encouraged by the level of performances recently and then the two results mm-hmm. against Sutton and Leighton Orient that it would, have been, uh, uh, it would have been a bit flat if United had been knocked over convincingly yeah. by, by Aldershot on Saturday. Well, far from it. I, I, if any team was happier to walk away with a point, it was it was it was Aldershot, not uh, not United. Because Torquay had chances to win that. Didn't Absolutely, they? I mean, they, hit, they hit the post hit, in the first the, half, and, and the inside of the post, and it didn't yeah. go in, which which by Rory Keating, which is very unlucky. And there um, were a couple of, of, of good efforts in the second half. There were oh, a couple of misses. There, it was, yeah. Alder, as you say, Aldershot. Well, they, Aldershot was slowing the game down from about twenty minutes in. It looked they? like it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they were um, no, it happy. was a, it was an unchanged team. Uh, uh, the, the, the level of performance was right up there. Um, uh, uh, United played well. They worked hard. They did all the things that they are going to need to keep doing yeah. over the next few weeks and months uh, to get out of the bottom four. Uh, and I think that was the encouraging thing that, that, that they didn't drop down in terms mm. of level of performance after two good good efforts. Yeah. Uh, and, and now they move on to. Uh, what on paper looks a, a real toughie at Tranmere on Saturday, but when United have taken points and played as well as they have against Sutton, who are now back on top of the table, yeah. and and Aldershot, uh, well, you know, should they go to Tranmere thinking seriously about getting a result there and maybe even winning? Well, of course they should. Yes, they should absolutely, yeah. especially yeah. The, the the turnaround over the last four or five weeks has been remarkable, hasn't it? I think uh, I think there's been an upward. Yeah, the graph has been upward for some time. It's just that during that little spell where they couldn't score a goal, and they suffered those three successive defeats, mm. it almost made it look as if we were back to square one. We weren't, but it was. It, yeah. it, it looked it a little bit because suddenly the goals dried up. If you don't score, one beats you. Uh, and and but I think you know. Let's face it. No graph goes straight up. That, that there are little flattening yeah. off periods, especially and, and when you, um, you've been as low as we are. Well, yeah, season. I mean, you you are talking about a team that didn't win for thirteen games. Mm. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> off the well, from the first. Yeah. you know, that's how you know this is a de- another desperate situation that the club was in, uh, and uh, you know, things have changed, um, and the graph is upwards yeah. uh, alright no, uh, as Gary Howard is very quick to point out there's nothing been achieved yet no. and even if United were to get out of the bottom four by beating Gateshead next Tuesday night it certainly won't have achieved anything even then No, but it, what a good morale booster it Absolutely. would be what a Christmas uh, um, present that would be for yeah, the pop side for the pop side yeah. uh, uh, ok so United won't play on December the 23rd when everyone else will um, but this weekend, I think, is quite interesting. Leighton Orient are home to Sutton. And yeah. Leighton Orient, appointed Justin Edinburgh as the new manager uh, uh, last week, lost at Solihull 1 0 yeah. last Saturday on the back of the defeat at Tranmere. Uh, they've got um, 
uh, Sutton at home, the leaders on Saturday, that's tough. Um, and Chester play Solihull as well. That's a that's a difficult. Yeah. That's a, well, it's a six pointer for a start. Yeah. So um, uh, it, it would be a good weekend for United to pick up another point. I'm telling me it would. Great place to do it as yeah, well. What a great yeah. stadium but as, that is. As, as Gary Harris pointed out this week, there are going to be weekends when we win and everybody else loses, and there's going to be weekends when we lose and everybody yeah. else wins. It, it will probably be feel like that. Um, but as long as you keep heading in the right direction, keep heading in the right direction, and um, I think we all feel, all of us who have been watching recently, um, that it has been. It has been. Like it or not, the, the Talk United squad is going to change over the next few weeks, simply and because... And it could be big time. Yeah, a, a lot of these loans are coming to an end. Yes. There are a lot of loan players yeah. in Torquay. Well, I, I think... Apart from the fact that, by all accounts, United have signed a pretty good player with um, yeah, Axel Oscar Anderson, yeah. uh, uh, that loan situation is central to that move. Mm. Now, uh, um, Gary Owers and Martin Cool have been trying to sign this lad ever since they, the first day they walked in the place. Uh, they finally got him. Let's talk um, about him a little bit then, because yeah. he, he's, he's a big lad, isn't he? Well, he gets it from his dad, yeah. uh, um, who's a former world strong arm challenge champion back from the 1990s. Really? Yeah, yeah, quite. Okay. Uh, and uh, the, the Anderson not, one family. He's like, who carries yes. mini metros around yes, the place. That's and that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, so he, he, he owes his physique, I think, to his dad. He's an Icelander. He's an Icelander. Yeah. Um, and um, of course, United have a little history here. Um, we, we had a very, very fine Icelandic player uh, playing here ooh, 17, 18 years ago, yeah. uh, Ivar Inge Marsen, who went on to a fantastic career with was it Reading, Stoke, yeah. Um, yeah. and the Icelandic international team. Came to us on loan when he was a youngster, not for very long, but had a, thoroughly enjoyed it here. And I know Axel has spoken to him uh, and, yeah. and uh, has been told... Yeah, it's all right in Torquay. Get yourself down You're there. Okay, down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he was on loan at Bath last season. Yeah, uh, for a while, which uh, Gary Owens is still pinching himself. He managed to get him at Bath last year. Was a huge star there. Played about fifteen yeah. games. Um, fans loved him. Um, a proper, strong, old-fashioned centre half, but likes doing everything. Yeah, uh, will take a penalty if you ask him to. Um, and a, an outgoing sort of personality. And he has uh, he has designs on an international. Shirt, well, he's been he? in the he's been in the Icelandic international setup ever since he was fifteen years old, and he's you know by all accounts he's been playing up above an age for most of yeah. that time. He's uh, currently in the under twenty one side, even though he's nineteen, and uh, he's been involved in one or two of the senior training camps. Now that may in itself uh, uh, lead to potential issues because if he gets called away for a I mean, luckily, we're in the time of year where there aren't too many international commitments. And they're on a sort of a mid an extended mid-season break. There you go. So, with a bit of luck, he shouldn't be called back. Um, his loan is only for a month, but uh, and it's a youth loan as well. So, it yeah. doesn't count against the number of loans okay. that you United. It, it counts against them if you're from a terms of maximum five five loans yeah. permitted on a match day squad. But it doesn't count against the amount of loans you're allowed over a season. Right. Uh, and it's also extendable, so fingers crossed everything goes well. Let's have a look at him. Because yeah. but players are the, the the talk. As soon as people got wind of the fact that uh, Torquay were signing Axel Anderson, people put two and two together and thought, well, that must mean that Sean McGinty is off. Well, there's been one or two rumours that that Sean McGinty has been watched recently. Um, I, I think that's probably true, mm -hmm. um, but I think this has more to do with Michi Fete and Alex Davy. 
yeah. uh, the United's other two loan defenders. Um, uh, uh, that um, Fete's loan, Monsieur Fete's loan from Norwich runs out on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah. And I think Alex Davies' loan from Cheltenham, their current loans at any rate, yeah. run out on January the 3rd. Uh, and I think this is what Gary Owls has been talking about these last couple mm. of weeks. There is an awful lot of these loans are due to run out, uh, and he needs to get cover in. And I think this is acting before okay. it happens. I think this is proacting rather than reacting. Yeah. Uh, uh, he is now covered. Uh, uh, so if he happens to lose a fete and or Davy, yeah. he's still he's very keen to continue playing with three centre backs and the two wing backs, yeah. Barnum Bob and uh, and Liam uh, or Ryan or Ryan Higgins yeah. and Liam Davis on the other side. Uh, so he's covered as he stands. Everybody's looking at it now, saying, "Well, who plays centre? Who plays in the three centre backs at Tranmere on Saturday? Does he leave out one of the regulars?" Well, <laughs> uh, he, obviously he wasn't giving away that no. that decision. But looking ahead. Um, I think you'd have to think to yourself, wouldn't you, is, is that Gary Owers is kind of expecting or arming himself against yeah. losing one of his centre-backs in the new year. What, what do you think is the likely outcome for Sean McGinty? I mean, we're Sean McGinty fans on the podcast. We have Tell been since he arrived. Yeah. But um, you know, if he's got the chance of a move, then that'd be interesting for him. I, th- I, think, I think it all depends what comes up. Yeah, you know, if if it's a if it's a move to League Two, and it's like, with all due respect, when Dan Butler went to Newport, I think it was disappointing that that that. Yeah. Okay, he's done very well there, and I'm sure he doesn't regret the move now. But uh, it was sort of like, or when Brendan Moore went to Rochdale, okay, yeah. you're going to League One. Yeah. You know, you're going to all right. Rochdale's no bigger club than Torquay United is, and we all know that. But. He's going into to mm. a hi- yeah. not just one league higher, but two leagues higher. Absolutely, and, and, and he and was I, on the bench for the cup match the other night. By yes, the way. yes, yeah. but he's he's back fit playing. He's yeah. been playing. So, um, uh, you know, if 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 for Sean McGinty to leave, he likes he, he likes it here. I, I think it was a it's a great decision by yeah. uh, Gary Owls to make him captain. He relishes all of that, uh, and I think. I don't think he would move just anywhere. No, uh, I, I think he would. He would think very carefully about about this. I think if he carries on playing the way he is in the team at the moment, well, he's a shoe in probably to get a move at the end of the season anyway. Yeah. Uh, but let's wait and see. Um, uh, I know one or two clubs have been watching him because, well, he ticks quite a lot of boxes as a, a, a centre half. Yeah. He's, he's strong, committed, yeah. uh, left-footed, which, uh, uh, by the way, Anderson is as well. Um, and um, you know, not uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, a, 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 and young as well. He's only twenty-four. So uh, you know, th- there's plenty to like about him. And you know, managers yeah. are always looking for that type of defender. Yeah. And just one, well, the centre back that we haven't mentioned is Josh Gowling, and he's yeah, still uh, he's still injured. Still injured at the yeah. moment. Um, had a scan on his uh, right knee, I think it is, last week. Mm-hmm. Scans results are reasonably positive. Um, uh, so he's uh, still tr- receiving treatment for that. Um, I think he has to. Uh, I think Josh would, would would agree. He has to manage that. Yeah. Knee. Yeah. He's thirty three now. Um, so it's not as if uh, he's going to uh, uh, the, the thing's suddenly going to clear clear up and he will have no, no. more problems or for, forevermore. Uh, but I think you know he, he's he's an experienced player. He probably I'm sure he yeah. knows how to do that. Um, but he won't be available this weekend, and um, he's 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 on one of the what the Americans call the easy list. 
yes, um, yeah. along with George Dowling, who, and that and that's that's frustrating. We've forgotten in itself. him a he, little bit, haven't we? Because he made such an impact when he came into the team straight away, and then he got a injured. Goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's had two spells of injury now, both yeah. with a hamstring. So he's still in rehab back at Bristol City, and his loan runs out soon. Yeah. And Gary Owes was hinting that with the best will in the world there is a chance we might not see George Dowling again mm. um, yeah. but we'll, you know, I think there's, there's an awful lot to be thought about and yeah. be decided over the next fortnight stroke three weeks uh, of course the window in quotes doesn't actually necessarily apply to, to Torquay United there right. is no window in the conference but there certainly is a window where all the league clubs uh, 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 are concerned so it does affect them and yeah. Torquay's dealings with league clubs I see so if Torquay deal with other non-league clubs there's no window no but if Torquay deal with a league club yeah then the window applies to those yes yeah. it, it, it's a factor in negotiations because um, very often when we talk about this on the podcast a tweet comes back and says you clowns you there's no window in the, yeah. in the conference but it's when you deal with league clubs yes that's right there is potentially an issue there particularly with a permanent transfer yeah. uh, I think loans on the whole are reasonably straightforward but um, there's just a lot to decide you yeah. know we all know I mean I think Anderson even though his loan isn't uh, counted as part of the overall total he is technically United I think we're back up to seven uh, to yeah. eight now um, you know which is a lot of loan needs is, and, yeah. and I think we all know deep down that all of them aren't still going to be with United in no. the new year um, and looking United forward to seeing him play there. Oh, we all are, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, there's the other issue that United have three, uh, uh, four of their own contracted players. Yeah, out, uh, on out loan. currently out on yeah. loan. Those deals are coming to an end pretty soon, and it looks almost certain that Jake Gosling will be going out on loan fairly yeah. soon. He's now fit again, training, trying to get back up to match match fitness. And Gary, I was, was saying today, look, I, I'm desperate to get him out on loan. Not because I want to say cheerio to him and never want to see him again. Yeah. He said, "I know what he can do. I, I've seen him. He's, he's yeah. seen him play. I want him to go out, get match fitness, get some games, get yeah. some games, yeah. and come back and and hopefully make an impact." Yeah. But we'll see where that goes. That that situation goes as well. Just a couple of ex goals that we need to mention. We made a note here. You did a piece last week with Richard about the French players. Yeah. Talking of yeah. in the and, side, and and you you very nearly got all of them we, we, we did quite well over the course of a fortnight <laughs> <laughs> but we still fell short we did we still fell short so there was one gentleman that we must mention oh. that we didn't as Marike Sacco Marike Sacco scored, scored a great goal at Bristol Rovers one day um, uh, and was decent yeah. was decent yeah. and I, the weird thing was I think he I think we signed him as a not as a centre forward but he ended up playing he, there. he was a bit of a stop gap up yeah. there wasn't he but um, he ended up playing very well yeah he, d he, d he did pretty well up there yes <laughs> um, well you do forget these things in the, do, do we the think we've got all time. the French players probably not <laughs> and, until uh, they go out and sign another one on loan well there we are and of course yeah. this, this all came out of in the wake of the fact that United have uh, Vincent Dorel and Mr Guy Nabouillou on the books at the moment and uh, Guy has got on in the last couple of games last 10 he minutes he must jobs. be champing at the bit for longer on the pitch because we haven't really seen anything from him yet but you wouldn't have changed that team well I think earlier. we were all looking at each other in the closing stages on Saturday saying why would you change it Yeah, uh, Reed and Keating still running hard up front keeping the Aldershot defence stretched um, uh, whilst they're covering the ground up front it gives you more options at, yeah. for defenders and midfield players to pass the ball 
Um, but in the end, uh, it was uh, Josh McCoy that yes. Gary Hours took off, and he'd put in a decent shift on Saturday. Um, and uh, and Guy Nabuyu came on. Uh, uh, by that stage, I think you know the chances were few and far between. They were, he, he, yeah. he, there, were, there were little glimpses when he got the yeah. ball down and started running at people. And um, uh, but it's very tough, as we all know, when you come on. What was it? Seven minutes from time, yeah, you can't do much to make yeah, an impact. Right. You, you have to produce something out a worldy, don't you, to uh, to salvage something out of that. But mm-hmm. I think as well, the fact that he hasn't just walked into the team, I think, is part is an indication of the. It's a plus point. Yeah. yeah. That, that that you know you've got Jamie Reed. I, I thought he played well on Saturday. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, yeah. Especially yeah. some stuff on the ball which we haven't seen from him for a while. Uh, um, Rory Keating, well. Goes without saying, uh, uh, full on, yeah. um, unlucky not to score, and I think you know the, the the culture in that dressing room and on that training ground is look, this team has gone three games without a win. They've taken seven points out of nine. You know, you have to get one of the you, you have to get one of them out. Yeah. You know, if you want to get in, it's not kind of like oh let's who who we, who will we throw in this week? No, not like that. No, it's um, and uh, uh, you know it, it it can only be a, a good sign. Now, another ex-Talky player who's been in the news a little bit, particularly today, um, is Darrell Berry. Yes, what a, what a frustrating... Well, it's more than frustrating, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's agonising time. Because um, there's, there's um, just in case you haven't seen it, there is a GoFundMe, or it might be a Just Giving. It's one of yeah. those crowdfunding pages which has been set up by Rene Howe. Yeah, well, uh, um, he, he plays Darrell Berry, who, who United, I think we all felt... What a class act he was at right back uh, during two spells at Playmore, one yeah. on loan and one permanently. Um, and then he, he, he suffered this really nasty broken leg at Dover yeah. at the end of the 15 16 season. Took him a long, long time to get over that. Tried to come back with United, went out to Truro, yeah. broke down there, basically went home to Derby and took six months off just yeah. to try and rest the whole thing and get back. He's been playing for Kettering, doing really well for them apparently, and of course Kettering centre forward is is Rene Howe, right, a former yeah. citizen of this parish, and um, uh, and then I think it was the weekend before last uh, he ruptured his Achilles tendon um, in a game against Farnborough, and effectively he's out for the foreseeable future, uh, yeah, and not time. only that out, but it it means he he can't work either, mm. um, so. Um, uh, Rene and I'm sure other teammates there yeah. have set up a bit of a fund for him to to, uh, to to help him, especially at this time of year as well. That's kicked off really well. I think it only started a couple of days ago. Yeah. They set an initial fairly modest target. I think they're already more or less up to that now. I think they're beaten. And, and, yeah. and ho- hopefully it'll, it'll go on. Yeah, we um, wish him all the best. Well, you do, because yeah. you know everybody here we are, we've, we've been talking for the last few minutes about fit players who we're looking forward to seeing play. Durell Berry is a, is a good pro, uh, a, a, a hell of a good player as yeah. well, and he's had to contend with injuries that, you know, most it's people... It's awful luck, oh, isn't it? Dreadful, absolutely, absolutely dreadful, absolutely dreadful and, it, and it's just the other side of football. And by the way, he's not earning thirty or 40,000 quid a week. No. You know, this isn't... Um, this isn't... This is serious stuff in the life of a, of a young man, and um, we all... Wish him well, and anybody who wants to chip into the fund can do yep, so. You'll find him online. It's yeah. um, actually if you follow Rennie Howe or, or Kettering Town on Twitter, you'll it's find all the details on yeah. that. 
Now then, this um, this weekend you're away at Tranmere, a long trip up, a lovely trip up the M6, the M5 for you. Isn't it a pleasure these days? With a 30 mile an hour limit on that elevated section. Guy, don't. How slow is that though? Still, I'm not going to rub it in for you because on Tuesday, took you home to Gateshead. Gateshead in a a rearranged game, which Gateshead have, have asked to bring forward. From the 23rd to the 12th. And sadly for them, they got an absolute shoo-in in the cup last uh, there week, you are. didn't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there's no uh, no replace to clash there. But it's going to be more than a great game of football against Gateshead. There's Hopefully. a reunion going there is, on. And, and, and it's, it's all to do with this Netflix project. That's right, which it? we have touched on before in, in, in the in Herald the Express newspaper and on the website. And I think we may have, we've discussed we it did, on, yeah. on the podcast, haven't we? Uh, that's all coming to, together next Tuesday night. Uh, um, topic films from New York are uh, turning up with they're cam- in town this ca- weekend. Camera crew, yeah, they're in town yeah. this weekend, and it's all about this documentary they're making for Netflix yeah. on the Great Escape. It's about the crew game in eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven, May the ninth, nineteen eighty seven, and as all United supporters, even the ones who weren't there, will know, uh, um, it's all about Bryn the Bryn police the dog, police dog. Uh, and his bite on Jim McNichol that created the stoppage time for United to equalise and stay in the Football League and um, now you, uh, you've managed to get you, you've managed to pull some strings here don't you because you've got quite a lot of the people who were around on that day are likely to be coming back for the game I, 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 the only thing I'll own up to is the fact that I've, I've, I've sort of dragged in as a, as a bit of a, a bit of a middleman but I've been more than happy to do it yeah. uh, and I've basically it's your famous contacts book again isn't <laughs> it? the old contacts book has come out um, uh, but uh, there's Stuart Morgan, the manager, who I still think is one of the great unsung heroes of United's yeah. history. He doesn't he, he, he doesn't stand with some of the better known ones, but I think the job he did that year was yeah. monstrous. Uh, uh, Paul Dobson, who scored the equaliser in stoppage time. Dobbo's coming down. Dobbo's coming down from Fantastic. Darlington, where he yeah. lives now. This is a guy who Stuart Morgan signed on a free transfer from Hartlepool I think it was he'd played yeah. for before uh, how Stuart Morgan ever found him I don't know he scored 42 goals in two seasons for Torquay United uh, and we sold him for 25,000 to Doncaster and he went on and scored more yeah. goals back up in his native northeast he's coming back what's he doing now he's, he's living he's up a forklift, in the he's a forklift for driver. driver in I think Bishop Auckland but no Newton Aycliffe near, yeah. near somewhere near with a stock car track yeah absolutely um <laughs> And uh, uh, he's coming back, uh, and and it's all to do with this, the making of yeah. this of this documentary. Uh, many other United players from that team, and there are quite a lot of them who who are still happily living locally. Yeah. So there's a bit of a get together. I th- I think all the signs are that they'll be uh, brought out at half time and introduced to the team. Uh, I know this is you know 1987 seems like an awful long time ago, doesn't it? But I, I think this is a a great thing for the club, you know. You, you, yeah. Netflix is pretty serious stuff, isn't it? And and uh, you're, you're talking about a, an extraordinary episode in the club's history. Yeah. Well, we're all because we were uh, we were there, uh, or you weren't, but I was, and many many others were. I mean, yeah. you, you you would have been there if you could have been, as it I were. You were playing. Been. Yes, but, I was. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Very uh, badly, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a it was a, a an, an amazing. Yeah. Not just day, but build up to it mm. all. You know, yeah. the, the, this this terrible fear of what was going to happen to the town's football club. Because Torquay would have been the first first team, team to go out to be automatically relegated relegation. yeah. in, into the, the the dark abyss, dark 
a business of the conference Cause and part-time football. In the old days of re-election, when a, a team had to apply to re-election, was it just a question of Tony Boy showing the other chairman the beauties of Torbay and saying, do you really want to lose this out of the Football League? I, I think there was an element of that. <laughs> uh, and, but I also think, in all credit to Torquay, because the club had been so r- well run for so long and, and, and hadn't been a basket yeah. case until the previous two years, Yes. Uh, under Dave yeah, Webb, yeah. United had finished bottom each of those two scenes and had to apply for yeah. re-election. But it, it had been the first time since they had joined the league in 1927 that they had ever had to apply for re-election. They had yeah. never had to before. So that was in their credit. Yeah. It wasn't, with all due respect, respect a bit like Crew Alexandra or Hartlepool or Halifax, who had had to, or Southport, who'd had to apply on yeah. a regular basis for many years, bless them. Um, but United had had to apply. They had got in the previous two years, but the drawbridge had slammed down. This was the one. This was the year when you automatically went out. Uh, And uh, it was a a chasm from which no one knew whether you would ever return. As it turned out, Lincoln City went down, stayed full-time, won the conference the next season and came straight back up again. And we now, of course, know that it isn't Can the end done. of the world yeah. and, uh, but it, uh, it certainly felt like it at the time yeah. uh, and th- there was this extraordinary element thrown in that without Bryn and his, yeah. and his, and his jaws uh, United almost certainly have lost the match and gone out but, uh, and Paul Dobson's equaliser of, of course, course. But, uh, now it's, I mean it's going to be a great documentary whatever happens we think they might have a terrific Payoff punchline lined up. We but can't. We're not going to speculate on no, it just in case. Not, 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 not at the moment. We, we, we may well be able to, yeah. to, to, to break to break it in time, but uh, because it's not been completed yet. But we, we think there's a, there's a there may be a great punchline yeah. to this story, and uh, we'll let people know as we soon will. as as soon as it's politically correct to. Um, so do Netflix are pretty fierce about this sort of stuff. They they, they guard their yeah, assets. That's why I'm fiercely. not saying it. Yeah, quite. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want <laughs> you don't want a, some hotshot lawyer homing no. in from uh, uh, from New York to <laughs> hang you from every On yard. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. So there you are. If you're in two minds about coming to the Gateshead oh, game there. on Tuesday, it should be great fun. A, yeah. it'll be a great game. Yeah. B, I mean, well, with Gary Owers and his connections up there as well, it's um, he know, is a Gateshead man. Yeah. Uh, through and through. Um, uh, and let's face it this could be the night fingers crossed uh, uh, if other results go in their favour and they do their stuff yeah. they could they, it could be the night they get out of the bottom four for the first time this season so which is something I think a lot of us never expected to no, see before Christmas right. uh, for quite a long time so all of that and Dobbo thrown in for good measure as well what more could you, what more could you want there you go so Saturday at Tranmere Tuesday night at Gateshead and home to Gateshead uh, sorry yeah. home to Gateshead uh, we hope to see you there. Do come over and say hello. I hope the Curry Club uh, have got the podcast in time this week. This has been Guy and Dave on the Herald Express Devon Live Talking United Yellow Army podcast. Thank you for joining us and come on, you yellows. <laughs>